I'm not a bully as a person, but I have individual, occasionally bullied people. Like I remember being as a kid, and there was I'm not this... a murderer, but I have individually <laughs> yeah. murdered people. <laughs> One or two. Pretty sure that makes you a, a murderer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Elon will make us famous. Your mate, Elon. My my my, my best friend, Elon. Yeah. I mean, you liked him before there was any prospect of him taking up a Twitter. Is that fair? I mean, I, or you seemed to like him before when he was just rockets. I like cars. I liked the projects he was attached to. Yeah. I liked. I liked the. It's like the reason I like Steve Jobs isn't because of anything other than the fact that the products he made were just nice to see like nice to engage with like remember that how exciting it was to touch the first iphone you ever just it was like magical and it was like really user-friendly and i i feel like the tesla cars just look good they're not they're not like they're not like sports cars as such not like ferraris or anything but there's just something about them that's like really quite subtly nice yeah there's something i mean i think there is something about aesthetic qualities if somebody goes i'm just going to take the effort i think that's true with apple that will make something that looks nice mm. rather than this oh this looks a bit clunky but yeah. it, it does the job but you think well can you bother just to make it a bit more finessed yeah it's, it's like the difference between apple and um microsoft it's like the the it's the product's Obviously, with with a, with a Windows computer, you can do so much more and so much cheaper, and it's so much free. If you're into that, then it's probably the way to go. If you're into like coding and stuff like that, you probably want to be on a on a on a PC. But but Macs are just just nicer to use, and so it, it's hard. It's hard because what happens next with virtual reality and all that? Who's going to take over that market space? Hold uh, on, what's his name? Uh, Zimmerman, Zimmerman, no, Zimmerman. Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. <laughs> Wasn't that Bob, Bob Dylan, Robert Zimmerman? <laughs> well, well, yeah, why does your head go straight to George Zimmerman? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the question I want to ask. Zuckerberg, that's well, it. Zuckerberg, <laughs> oh, Zuckerberg, Zimmerman, uh, yeah. Zimmerman. <laughs> you got a Samsung. Are you going to ruin me? I'm gonna, you're going to do a um, Kanye West on me if you. <laughs> yeah, you show that clip. Yeah, it's been shown. It's been shown. No, no. The the thing about Zuckerberg though is he even he's asked that question is he doesn't know where it's going to go. He's put he's hedging his bets into the Android sort of PC side of things. The what do they call it? Open. They call it open. Um, what source? Open source? No, I'm not. No, I don't think it is that. But it, there's open and then there's closed. Closed <laughs> is Apple, which is like it's all in house. You yeah. have to get everything from them. Whereas open is like you can. That's why people like PCs is because you can build your own PC, but you can't build your own Mac. Like you got, you can't just you know. Yeah, I mean, create your own thing. It's all integrated. It's all from them. You can do a Mac. I think you can. Is like a. On a certain when they change their processes to Intel or something like that, hmm. you, you could build a fake Mac, but yeah, you can't build a hardware that hmm. the hardware is. I mean, the good thing about Macs is they're not even compatible with themselves, you know, like because you've got <laughs> chargers that, that then don't fit with the new ones, and that I think that's the ultimate when you go, This, hmm. this is not even a closed system, this is just a uh, you can't you can't operate it. Is that yeah. was it that was the cube not that? 
I don't know what the cube was. Um, I think when Steve Jobs... He just he just throws out words <laughs> yeah. from the past. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it's right. The cube. I mean, that goes back to the ancient the, Greek time. Do you remember when they had... I remember talking to H.G. Wells. <laughs> hey, I'd love to have talked to H.G. Wells. I think that would be a good anecdote. Yeah, and you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cube's no longer a, a geometric shape now, you've decided. the When Steve Jobs... <laughs> had his interregnum where he, 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 he got fired from Apple, didn't he? And then he went mm. off and did his own thing and he, he built this computer that was just a cube. It didn't oh, have... I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it cost about, had about 10 grand and there wasn't even a keyboard or a screen with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think the wasn't idea... Wasn't it a huge failure? Yeah, <laughs> it was, but he was using it as leverage to get back into Apple. So yeah. I think on a strategic level, it, it was good, but as a computer, it didn't work. <laughs> But I mean, if you're going the, to the strategy works, yeah. but the thing it's supposed to be, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. If you're going to nitpick about a computer, but what um, what thing he was saying, what uh, Zuckerberg was saying is that, that in in computing it was the PC that kind of won uh, because of that, that. I don't know why, but it, it won. And then obviously in in mobiles and in phones, Apple won. The iOS sort of system won. And so that battle is about to rage again as we go into because the same with the VR you won't need you won't need a PC or a Mac anymore the VR will be its own computer it'll all be in it but what will what will it be will it be a closed or an open whatever that word was I can't remember but I think that this battle will rage forever it's like in uh, evolution you get the difference between the specialist hunter and the opportunist mm. so like the, you know like tigers and lions are specialist hunters, uh, foxes, uh, rats, opportunists. But the opportunists always win out. And then like, that's why the saber-toothed tiger dies out. They, they come up with a specialist design in evolution, it dies out, but then the opportunist survives. And then, So like VHS and Betamax. Yeah, I, 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 as I was saying this, I was going, I've got no idea who the opportunist and the specialist is in this example. Yeah. But I think I'm just surprised that it, it was you that came up with with talking about VHS and Betamax. That's usually <laughs> Stephen territory. It's like no, just those random words from the past. The cube is a. I can't. I'm not having this. Uh, that I'm some sort of. Do you remember the cube? <laughs> making me out to be some sort of I've quill, got, quill I've pens. Got, I've got two words for you. Remember the cube. <laughs> It's, you can imagine it's like some kind of Zardoz timeline thing. Yeah, the cube. Remember uh, the cube. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm trying to put our discussion in a historical context while moving forward hmm. into the future. But I think the, the, the thing about, uh, uh, not Zuckerberg, but the thing about uh, um, Steve Jobs, uh, when you read or watch documentaries about him, apparently he was quite an ogre to work for. He was quite a... He wanted done, things done in a certain way, and if it wasn't his way, you're out. And that's, I think, I think Elon Musk has got a lot in common with with him. Um, he's well, obviously with Twitter at the minute. He's he's sacked. I think I don't know if I'm right in this, but seventy five percent of the staff are gone now. Either been sacked or left. Is is that does that sound right to you? Is that what you've read? Something and he, yeah, but it's still it's still working, isn't it? Mm. If you got rid of seventy five percent of something and it still worked if you got rid of 75 percent of your body and you were still alive that's means that 75 percent. Uh, it depends what 75 percent because like <laughs> like i remember that you know like if you were if you if you if you had no legs and stuff maybe but no arms 
Is that 75? <laughs> <laughs> no, so a... I'm really badly remembering a, a joke from The Office, the American Office. That, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 you think about the body parts that you really need the most, and arms, they're pretty important, I think. Probably more important than head. <laughs> Are you going to save her body in this? Is what's the deal? Is that no, a... no, you just have to do with that. No, but the seventy-five percent thing is prove what I've always said about about how many useless staff there are at a company. <laughs> it's like whenever I've had a corporate style job, most of my job is complaining about how useless most of the people are in that business, and you find that one or two people that are just really good at it, and you just gravitate towards them. I think that's all Elon Musk is doing. Is like. Right, who's the one or two? The rest of you, get that out of here. <laughs> we don't need like people. Some people just go to work for the paycheck. They're, they're not really invested. They're not. Yeah, really. and there's there's a tendency towards more bureaucracy. Like I know mm. uh, a comedy club, and there was a guy who he was at the bottom of the staff food chain. His job was just to put the chairs out, and he's now got an assistant, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 the club hasn't got bigger. But he's now delegated the putting the chairs out. So there's a, there's a, a, a management level in between the chairs being put out <laughs> and somebody saying put the chairs out. Yeah. And I think that that writ large in, in organisation. Yes. And, and Elon Musk has walked into Twitter and said, there's too many people putting these chairs out. <laughs> it's just like, it's back to you, Steve. And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And I, I understand that you can get rid of... It just makes sense to me you can get rid of so many people and the company still works. And maybe I'm saying this, and by the time this episode comes out, Twitter will have failed <laughs> uh, and it's no longer. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I don't know what they do. Like I, I just I don't know because I'm not a, an IT guy. I assume that the software just kind of runs itself, and that all they're doing is was banning people. And if he's going to ban less people, maybe they don't need as many people. Yeah, I, I read that most of the staffing's about development and uh, problem solving. So it's like yeah, it could run on itself for a while, or it could run it could run on uh, a team that's. Uh, has far fewer members but if something critical happens that's when they're going to discover why those people were needed yeah. um, but I don't know who knows like would, it, would that make it even more popular I can't get on Twitter I can't get on Twitter being said across Facebook and all the other <laughs> networks and then Twitter's back it's like advertising isn't it everyone's talking about Twitter because it's down I Twitter's down I mean I've never known it to be down I mean I sometimes Facebook's been down, hasn't it? There's been. Am I wrong in saying this? Has Twitter ever been down? Well, it must have all been down. Am I, am I allowed <laughs> to talk about Back to the Future? I know that you think I've got this retro thing, but. Uh, I, uh, knowing you, it's bound to be Back to the Future 1. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best one. I, think I know he wants to talk about a scene from his childhood. <laughs> no, it was just called. <laughs> just Back to the Future at the time. It wasn't. It's was like, you know, Heathrow Terminal 1 was just Heathrow at the time, you know? Yeah. Because um, uh, obviously Michael J. Fox has died and he played what? theater. What? Hasn't he? No. Michael J. Fox has died. No, he's not dead. That was a that was a fake um, R.I.P. on Twitter. See, because uh, Michael J. Fox has he died? I, when did you hear this? A few weeks ago. No, he was on the news the other day. Yeah, but he, 
you can be on the news. Churchill was on the news. He's dead. I mean, what... oh no! You see, you you only you, to find out if someone's dead. You just look for Wikipedia because it'll either say was or is. Is he and is Michael J. Foxen? Michael J. Foxen? Who's that? <laughs> he's is a... he related to Zimmerman? <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> Agent, Michael J. Fox is a Canadian American oh. actor. He's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is this guy? I, okay, but, okay, projecting forward, he's probably going to die before Christopher Lloyd. So I'm just th- this was still the valid point that when there's certain programs where they, they die in the wrong order, like Porridge. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. thing from the past, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Beckinsale, Richard Beckinsale, he died in his thirties. Yeah. The young when the young guy goes first. Right. So that was the point I was making. And Star and Wars. We yeah. have to park this until Michael J. Fox dies and then it becomes a valid routine again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to make a point with something and, that hadn't happened. And, uh, <laughs> unless, like back to the and, future. Unless Christopher Lloyd dies first yeah. and then this you, I'm gonna Maybe you know something face. we don't. Maybe 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 he's You've been to the future. You've been to the future. <laughs> You've just come back. You're like, wait. Michael J. Fox is dead. <laughs> you gotta come back with him. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't even. I've lost my thread. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. This is mental. We were talking about Twitter quite happily, and then and then it just all went off because I, I, I like. Have you ever been laid off? Either of you? Yeah, lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think? Have you ever been laid off? Be just because, and you've known it's because you're bad, or you're not good at the job. Has that ever happened? Yeah, my because my because one aspect of my job, my like my timekeeping. Yeah, and I remember the so day you I just got, weren't turning up. Well, I, got, I was turning up late, but I was staying late. And I remember this day that I got laid off. I had this feeling I was running late, <laughs> as, as per usual, and I thought maybe I should have called in sick. And if I called in sick, I could have still had that job. Mm. But I didn't. I thought, let me just go in and do the right thing. At least I'll turn up and I'll be another hand on the, you know, on deck. And they sacked me. So it was better to lie the, and keep my job. And what, what was the job? It was like some IT job. Like working at Twitter. No. Mm. It was an IT job. Um, yeah, just some admin kind of admin job. Going to different companies, but I sometimes turn up late for one of the appointments. And uh, yeah. Oh. Well, I can see why they got rid of you, but yeah. like, <laughs> and the other time I got sacked was because my mum was having chemotherapy, and I was taking too much time off. Oh, sorry that my mum's dying. Sorry that you need me here. I just need to, you know. And they sacked me, and she died. It's a double whammy. I got screwed twice. Interestingly, you're laughing at both of these <laughs> things. <laughs> well, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been laughing for a while, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got a new house out of it. <clears throat> Did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't at all. Um, all right, I thought you were going to have some story about you'd sued them for wrongful dismissal. They settled out of court for $1.5 million. Well, and, No, and no, actually, because it turns out that life can happen, but you're still supposed to turn up to work. Uh, even if life sucks for a while, you're still supposed to be there unless you have a baby. And that's, that's different. They give you time off for that bonding. But you didn't need to bond with your mum. It was too late. She was on the way out. <laughs> if you haven't bonded by now get to work <laughs> but you want a few more you know you want you want that quality time with her yeah you know while she could still talk how old was she oh this was the the, the thing we thought she was 79 but it turns out she could have been older 
because when she died, her younger brother said, you know, I'm 81. <laughs> and I'm like, but apart... Yeah, so it was a bit weird. Oh, yeah. It was a space-time anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was this kind of... She just came back. She'd gone back from the future about just two years or something. <laughs> yeah, to say, I'm going to die! <laughs> and then she died, yeah. Well, that's the thing, quality time uh, with a 70-slash-80-year-old. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, she she was. I mean, yeah, she had it all. She she, you know, her wits. Of, all right. Seventy and eighty well, is not good. old. Like, like De Niro well, you say and that it depends from family to family. You know, like like I I find that like if, if someone said to me have quality time with my mother, I wouldn't pick her seventies to do that. Although actually, I don't think she's turned. She's just turned seventy. Right? But the like, I would say, okay, well, can you send me back to when she was forty? Because. Because that's the only way I'm having quality time with her. Because she's not the same woman anymore. But then she'd fall in love with you because you'd be 40. What the? No. <laughs> see, now we're in Back to the Future territory. No, no, I'd be like, wait, I kind of see you as a friend, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I, presumably when she was in her 40s, you would have been, what, a teenager and you'd be clashing with her quite a lot. So um, would you... Not no, but I mean, like in terms of spending, if, if someone says to me at this age now you spend quality time with your mother, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily think that was possible because, yeah. because she would, yeah, we just it's 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 just bad timing. Like I had other times to have better quality time with her, but then I wasn't ready for it. So what I'm saying is, it's just all pointless. Go to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, if you if your parents have been lucky enough to live to their eighties then you've had enough time to have had quality time. And if you haven't had any, then that's on you. Like, say goodbye by all means. I know this sounds remarkably cruel, but but I'm like, I think you've still got to turn up to work. Like, if you got sacked because you went to her funeral or, or in the period after she passed away, you were really upset, then I think that's out of order. But, like, in the year or two leading up, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know whether... Yeah, but I got sacked for taking her to <clears throat> hospital appointments. Yeah. There was no one else, to, so I should have just let her... But did you book those times off, or did you just turn Yeah, off? no, no, I booked them off, but oh, it was right, just too case. many. It was just, they said, well, look, it's just too many... You, it's right. just too, you, she's got too, she needs too much help. Did you get sacked, look. or were you on a contract basis? I was a contractor, oh, you yeah. So you didn't get sacked then, they just didn't renew your contract? Well, it's sacked still. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you didn't sue them, because you couldn't. No, I, I wouldn't have sued him even if I had the right to. Yeah. I didn't bother to get another job, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I've been a freelancer for many many years, so I suppose I'm constantly getting sacked and not realizing it because you just don't get rehired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you've done a good job, and we'll be in touch uh, very soon. <laughs> and that, that's how I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember working on a project, and there was like. It was a sort of writing thing, but there was two producers, which was kind of odd. And then one of them took over. So then it was just the one producer. And basically half of us had been hired by one producer, half by the other. And I was hired by the one that stopped doing it. And so that the other guy then just got rid of all of us that had been hired. And I remember thinking, that's fair enough. Hmm. He just wants his own guys in, you know. Hmm. And I didn't feel at all discombobulated by that. But I think I've been freelance so long that I'm very relaxed about being hired and fired yeah yeah it's like you're constantly interviewing for jobs you're constantly you constantly so it's it's nothing new it's like because that's the most people's fear is is where am i going to get a new job from because if you've been stuck in a job for like 
20 odd years and then suddenly you find yourself out of work it's quite a daunting process whereas yeah we to us that's monday isn't it like that's like let's what about next every time you do a job as a freelancer you've lost uh, a week from your diary or whatever and you, that you've got to replace you've got to get that back you've got to get that rebook and they'll find somebody else and it's it's tough but you get used to it you get used to it and it becomes almost i think um it feels quite a positive thing you feel that you're kept quite sort of sharp or feel alive i suppose we're like the daters of the the employment world and then the people that have got permanent jobs are like the people that have been married for 20 years and they've been out the dating game and then if they're back into it it's kind of daunting Mm. But like we're on, uh, you know, career wise, we are basically on dating apps every every day of the week. <laughs> I thought you meant like Star Trek data. I was trying to think. No, you said we're like we're the datas of the world, and I'm like, what is that? But data, okay, the data. Uh, yeah, sorry, not as in not as in data, not as in okay. uh, th those that date. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'll be fair. I thought he meant that too. I, I thought he was talking about dates, and I was like, "Who's going to be John Picard?" I am not. It's interesting because I'm not the trekkie of everybody here. I'm it's not interesting. Either. Your your yeah. mind's wide. If to anything, that. that would have been me back in the yeah, day. I was were. the trekker, as they call it. Uh, trekkie. <laughs> What's a trekkie? Is that a plural of trekker? Trekkie was all. Trekkie was always. This is how you get into something so much that you get start getting offended by things that don't matter. Uh, <laughs> Because, like, it's like I remember when when I was a teenager and I was into Star Trek. The 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 difference was Trekkie was someone that was had like a a passing sort of part time uh, love of Star Trek. It was a Trekker was more of a hardcore fan. But obviously Trekkie's the one most people have heard of. So people, if you did like an interview on the radio or whatever, if there were. Star Trek convention and wanted to talk to the geeks or whatever to get on local news they will say how long have you been a Trekkie and it just annoyed you immediately uh, because they just didn't understand <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the narcissism of the small difference mm. or the narcissism of the mm. no difference I mm. mean it but that yeah there was a bit of an internal conflict was there in the the fan base a disturbance in the force. No, oh, no, I think most of them, no, I think most of them wanted to be trekkers. It's just that in in mainstream knowledge that we're all trekkies, and we were the only ones that knew the difference. We were the only ones that 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 got annoyed. And yeah, it's it's just it's just nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense. But I want to take this back to the <clears throat> the point we talked about earlier with the Twitter stuff because Twitter is. It's just made me think about work and life. Like when I've been in office situations and stuff, I, most of my time in an office uh, was always taken up by trying to chase other people up to do jobs. Like I was always the sort of person that I'm. I'm so like um, annoying. I, that I have to do lists and I complete those. And I have to get everything done. And when you operate like that before you if you have to finish everything before you leave the office every day then what gradually builds up are blockages to you completing tasks and it's usually other people it's like i need to do this um but i i'm, I'm waiting on getting an answer from this person and that person just doesn't turn up to work one day you know because uh, their mother's getting chemotherapy or something you know like or or, <laughs> or or it's you know it's just they just don't read their emails as quick and they get back to the end of the day instead of the start of the day and those people i found annoying because they slowed up my productivity and and i i suspect 
that's what Elon Musk means when he says, I want people to work long hours, people that are dedicated, people that are... He wants a room full of those people because I think he'll get more done and it'll cost him a lot less money. I think that's how to get rid of that four million a day they're losing at Twitter is to get rid of all of the benefits. How expensive a member of staff is in America with all the benefits and the health care you have to provide for them. And Have you seen the videos of Twitter's head office? It's just one of those spaces where, you know, like you can go and play table tennis like while you're on a Zoom call. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those offices where you can have a massage while you're having your coffee. And it's just everything's there under one roof. And it's just one of those like worker focused things. Whenever a company focuses on workers, there's very little work get done. <laughs> can I? When I'm prime minister, I'm going to have you as my enforcer. I think I wouldn't have you run a department, but you'd be like the cabinet enforcer because I think you'd be very good with your to-do lists. So I don't think you should change people. I think people are suited to certain jobs. I think the people that are like real task oriented, detail oriented, like hard working people, they're very rare. But I think if you're running a company like Twitter or Facebook or something that's like a big deal at the minute, then then you want more of those people and you want way less of the other people that should be, I don't know, working in HR or something. Like just <laughs> it's just if it's get yeah, get a job stocking shelves in the local Sainsbury's. That's where you should be. Because who cares if it takes a few more minutes for the beans to go on the shelf? <laughs> I mean, I think, and and I was sort of raised in a, a sort of labour background of like unions and that. So I think I was, and also when I was young, I was just full of like my own importance and workers' rights. I think now that I'm probably far more employable that I've actually got skills. I would mm. be more sanguine about getting paid off. But I remember being very sort of 16, 17, even doing weekend jobs and being very into my workers' rights and, and always threatening to quit if this doesn't get done. Mm. When I look back on it now, I think it's ridiculous because I was basically unemployable, I think. I didn't mm. really have any practical work skills. Mm. And I'd be like, right, um, <laughs> if this isn't, I'm going to quit. And I'm surprised that they didn't call my bluff. I think people just tolerated me because I was a young idiot. Mm. But I think... See, I just, when I just when I sit here about, and I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but I'm sure there's some some other stories. But when I see like someone that was at Twitter that's gone, I, I firstly I imagine they're probably on great money, and they they got whatever severance pay, a few months money and stuff to, which is more than a lot of people get when they leave a job. I think I think they only have to get six weeks pay. Uh, I think that's the law in in California. Six weeks, and they got twelve weeks. Um, basically, I think he paid them their notice period as well, which is um, just like leave, but I'll pay you for the notice period plus the the minimum I have to give you in order to terminate this contract. Whatever it is, he did. I'm sure he did the the right thing legally. What he would have got advice on that, but I, I forget my point now. But um, uh, yeah, when. Yeah, when you, when I when you see documentaries that talk about like the early days of Apple, where they're just working out of a garage, you know, it, it, that's the exciting part of the documentary, isn't it? Where you just see them all like on the verge of inventing this success, and everyone's working hard. They're sleeping on the floor at the in the in this garage, like coming up with the 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 Apple II or whatever it was, and with him and Wozniak, and then you you imagine the same thing in the early days of Silicon Valley with like Twitters and. Uh, Napster and all these different things that are around and that's probably what's gone and what he's trying to recreate is 
is is atmospheres where everyone's living and breathing the company and if I was in that field, I'd want a job at Twitter right now. Now is when I'd want the job more than ever because when you step through the door, yeah, forget the rest of your life, yeah. but you're going to be working like intensely with a group of people that also want to work the same and you're going to do something decent rather than just sit drinking coffee and bloody thinking about when you're booking in to do the sunbeds on the roof and just all the bullshit that a lot of people get addicted to at work, which isn't work. I think it's a trend is ruin it because probably... Mm-hmm. The, the the initial people are just sort of enthusiasts or fanatics for that thing, but when mm. it becomes like it becomes trendy work for Twitter, and it's like when an an area of a city it's poor and you get a lot of artists and it, it becomes a bit hipster, and then suddenly it's like becomes fashionable, and then the the fashionable people move in and ruin it. At yeah, that point. yeah, it's like uh, it's like the yeah there are areas in London and New York and places where that that's happened. I've seen it and. That's where, like the hipsters in uh, on the Lower East Side and places like that, in years ago, um, they all moved out to Brooklyn. And now on the Lower East Side, like instead of like drinking cocktails out of jam jars, now you're drinking cocktail ta- cocktails out of jam jars that were created to drink cocktails out of. <laughs> you know, the, it's not the not it's it's literally let's make glasses that are jam jars yeah. <laughs> and, and like recreate the hipster look for the the trenders and it's just it's, it's nonsense and it's not the same. But can you get it back? Can you you can't go back to the garage, can you? You can't go back like Apple can't go back to the garage because the reason why is there a buzz is because they're like, well one day we won't be in this garage. So how do you recreate that? I think it's a constant thing. I think that's what he, I, it, it strikes me. That's what Elon Musk is trying to do right now with Twitter. And I think because he's so rich and because he's so well liked by a lot of people, hated by a lot of others, but I think very well liked by most um, because of SpaceX and Tesla and stuff like that. And that it takes that to be able to to make changes to companies like that. I think if it was like you or I, they'd be like, who is this guy? Sack him. And like, they'd just, we'd be dead in the water. <laughs> but he's untouchable, financially, profile-wise, everything. So he, I think he can do it. He's but, a, I, Howard Hughes is the only sort of comparison I can think yeah. of, of that sort of billionaire. And he did loads of things like, oh, I'm just going to build the world's biggest flying boat or something like that. Mm. Uh, and he was in aeronautics and then he got into movies and that's that's the only historical and he, and he locked himself away for months at a time just collecting jars of his own that's pets. right and and <laughs> thinking that microscopic bacteria was going to kill him and i wonder how elon musk goes mad what's his end game this... yeah it is i don't know if this is true but is is elon autistic or something i'm, I'm i don't know if i've i'm imagining that or not i've heard that all autistic everyone i think is well, well maybe yeah, it's difficult. But, to but I was thinking, I I don't know why I think it, but I, I was thinking it was a good thing, not as anything else. Yeah. Like like that that like he's got this because I only I've only known a couple of people that have told me they're autistic, and they they those people find it quite easy to sort of hyper focus on stuff. Yeah, and like work wise as well as like stuff that maybe is a bit of a a problem for them to hyper focus on. But uh, but but he seems like that. Like he's just he lives and breathes certain tasks. And that's why I was wondering whether he was. Um, I've I've heard that said of him, but then I don't know if that's people diagnosing him or if he's actually came out and said that. You know, because everyone's a sort of armchair psychologist now mm-hmm. and very good at just sort of labelling people and 
deciding. I mean, I do it myself all the time. He's this, she's that, and mm. uh, so. But I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Because I think when we talk about staff, that like the trendies or whatever that get on board, I, I, I think it happens across the board. It's not just the trendy stuff. I think when any when any company gets successful, even if they're not a trendy company, they have to employ more people, and just by sheer numbers, you therefore going to employ a lot of people that you probably wouldn't have employed when you're only employing 10 people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, you just need things. To, it's like there's certain businesses that, it's like Woolworths, <laughs> you know, like, like there's certain businesses that you know are going to get bust. I remember when I used to go into Woolworths, the only time I'd go to Woolworths is Christmas time to buy, you know when you're buying the gifts for the people that you just can't bother to think about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like stocking fillers I, I want to buy like a deodorant set or you know one of those bath sets that has yeah. a deodorant and a shower gel and yeah. stuff like that and you buy a few of those for like you wrap them up just in case you get presents of people you don't like so you can return here's a gift for you too yeah put the, put the, you know the sort right you're looking at me blank maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's because your wives and girlfriends do this instead of me yeah. but the uh but i um that's the only reason I went to Woolworths. And every time I went there, the staff were mostly ignorant to me. Like they were, they were, they never, they were never customer focused in a major way to it. I always felt like it didn't, it, they just turned up, clocked in and clocked out, stopped the remember, shelves and did their things. I just remember that wooden floors they had, the soft wooden floors. Oh, and that's, for that. me, it just seemed to excuse everything else that was bad about it. Because oh, right. I think that was for the staff because the idea was if you're standing on, tiles the whole day you'll get sore feet so they had this sort of oh i didn't wood, know that sort of wooden it was soft and uh i was just thinking if somebody once bought me a c90 cassette like it was just an empty blank one a c90 and, cassette what's one of them <laughs> it's like 90 but, minute blank cassette yeah oh, but i think that okay. was one of those presents you probably a worse present of yeah going, yeah i don't really like this person I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that Woolworth staffs were terrible. I'm just saying I don't remember any positive stuff. I don't remember them being particularly customer focused or anything. They're just, just like meh. They're just whatever. And do you know the business that I think is going to go bust next because of that same attitude and also their their lack of identity? W H Smiths. Like yeah. I hate that. I, I hate going in there. In fact, the only reason I think they're still around is because they've got some sort of deal at airport. <laughs> Well, I like Double Smith because of that, because I know that they potentially shouldn't be around. It's like they've been kept alive yeah. artificially by some kind of GCSE students buying revision books. I don't know. Mm. They, they, I think they they would have gone down if they were going to buy. Logically, they should have gone. They're like that strain of a virus that or bacteria <laughs> that you can't kill. With it. You know when you say you've got to take the full course of antibiotics because there's always like a... A, an antibiotic resistant strain at the end mm. of it and that is wh smith and they just <laughs> you just can't get rid of them and they they have they basically set themselves up where you've got no choice to go there like at an airport or something they can't actually compete in a mm. genuine free market but if you go to mars when elon musk goes there they'll just be a wh smith so it'll just be <laughs> and it'll be even more expensive than gatwick airport and the, so I, and they yeah. sell everything at the airport now as well. Like they, they, they don't even like do books well. Like they have to sell sandwiches. <laughs> it's like I like that. I like that you can go in because that's the thing. There's not many places like that. That's why I like Woolworths. I knew Woolworths was doomed because as a kid I nicked a machine gun from Woolworths. Like literally put it in my coat and it was sticking up out of the top and walked out. It's my dad that dragged me back in to make me give it back. So I knew that they were kind of 
like you said, the staff in there weren't interested in people. Dudley Smith has got that stealable you could nick from there and they wouldn't care. <laughs> you need places like that, I think. Really? <laughs> well, I do. Could you not have used the gun to then hold up the shop and get even well, more money? It was blue with an orange barrel. So, yeah, maybe yeah, if they actually yeah. believed it. And, yeah. yeah, but don't, I think sometimes the staff are just told, just hand the money over, don't resist and don't ask any questions. Well, the, it's such tat sold in Woolworths. It was probably cheaper to let you nick it than have a security guard paid to stop you. It's just like, let people take it. Do you know how much security costs? I was out the door. My dad just, I was out the door. I don't know why he pulled me back in. Did, but, oh well. did morally teach you a lesson. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because where would it have ended? I mean, this is where the thing, it would have been a plastic gun today and tomorrow... You'd have been ram raiding Woolworths. <laughs> Woolworths. It's Samuels. I mean, Woolworths is where I got caught stealing uh, as a teenager. Though, like, I've, 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 yeah, I've only been caught stealing once. Mm. How many times have I done it though? <laughs> no, but I got caught stealing uh, VHS Scotch video VHS tapes. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's just one of those places. Yeah, I agree with you. That it was the sort of place you'd steal from because the staff don't care, which is my point entirely I don't care about anything um and wh smiths is next see but i wouldn't put I, I can't imagine woolworths ever being fashionable in a way that say twitter or microsoft or apple are and i think what they've got is it's a mussolini syndrome because they used to say mussolini would rush to the aid of the victor and i think once people start piling in because i think it's fashionable i would like fire a lot of them I'd be like, you only want to work here because it's fashionable now. So by virtue of you wanting to work here, you can't be get to work here. But that's where Twitter would have been next. Like Twitter would have been Woolworths eventually. Like 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 I don't know what's Woolworths like MySpace, isn't it? Like I think it still exists. MySpace. I think it's still out there. Or Bebo. I don't know if that one still exists, but MySpace is still there, I believe. Wow. And and like that's what that's what Twitter would have been. Like if if Elon doesn't come in and try and maintain it as Twitter. Then those people will, those those people will um, find equally um, cool jobs to go off to at the next big social network, and then eventually they're they're then employing Twitter would then be employing the the second wave of people that are following a company that used to be cool, and slowly it just gets worse and worse and worse, and then before you know it, you came to do I don't know to write code and stuff, and yes. Then selling egg sandwiches at airports. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th I assumed like when it came to the internet, it was really Darwinian, and I'm surprised that MySpace is still existing. I thought it had just gone under, but are they still having little like annual well, meetings. Wool Woolworths is still around online. Like they, they all become like Maplins is around. I buy stuff from Maplins still online. It's still overpriced, but it's so they they just they. Because it doesn't cost anything, I guess, other than the website and. So it's a kind of heaven for like. Yeah. Shops, the high street shops that die, and they just go to the internet. Yeah, or, or or they go to like I went to Germany and they had a CNA there, and I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, it exists in another country. It's still alive. I'm gonna look for like a I don't know, what, Bournes and Hollingsworth or something like that. That's in another country that would make me think. So maybe there was other countries of heaven, for shops suddenly. Yeah, yeah, I could see that with shopping, but I thought with like, you know, social media, MySpace, whatever. When when they stopped using them, there was no purpose to them. I thought they just were on the vine, but I find it amusing that there might be a 
an annual general meeting in my space and they're thinking we can we can turn this around <laughs> this this we, is my space that i've got up yeah. here my space it still exists this is my year and i think we're music by the looks of it we'll turn it around now and beat facebook definitely this this quarter <laughs> could you imagine if it just come back from the dead yeah. like that, that would be like a lower pretty, league division yeah. football club <laughs> that just suddenly gets up in yeah <laughs> with the right management yeah you, i mean because ebay pulled themselves back from kind of potential brink of i guess maybe not brink of it but like amazon was really hitting into there because everyone just went to amazon and then they had to rebrand or well not rebrand but push the brand of we are secondhand goods selling other stuff as well i think because i think i remember ebay just seemed to disappear for a bit not disappear but you know their marketing wasn't pushing them around mm. out there in the forefront i i I mean, there must be a window for MySpace to come back because it must be old enough now to have a kind of retro, ironic people start using it because it's so out of fashion, it becomes fashionable. And then, so maybe there is a... I don't a think win- these things have been around long enough to know what the cycle is on that. Like, I think in fashion, it's about 20 years, the, the cycle that, like, like there are... When I remember my mum, when she was in her, like, 40s and stuff, the, what she was wearing then is what a lot of girls are starting to wear now, like like jewellery and dress-wise and stuff. I remember, like, things when I was, like, in my 20s, my mum was wearing uh, that, yeah, they're, they're wearing again now. So, like, I think fashion's 20 years, but maybe with social networking, maybe it's 34 years. Maybe maybe that could be it. Maybe Bebo and that could be the... Maybe Bebo could be at the forefront of VR technology. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the one. The other thing about the Twitter thing is, like... Uh, the the Ellen show finished uh, airing in the last week or so, um, and one of the things that kind of ruined that show uh, in terms of the the bad press was to do with the bullying that she was accused of, and that's something that both Steve Jobs and Elon Musk have been accused of. In but but I I just don't know whether. Sometimes bullying probably happens, but sometimes bullying can be thought to be happening because really what... I mean, like in Musk's case, I'm assuming he just wants dedicated staff that wants to do all the hours, this, that. He just wants completely workaholic, invested in the... And if you're not that person and you're being managed out, then that's going to come across as bullying, isn't it? I would have thought. You're going to feel like you're being bullied because you're not no longer being it's not longer acceptable to be the, do the job to, in the way that you wanted to do it or you've been doing it for years and i'm assuming that's kind of like what steve jobs was like it was like quite a bullying atmosphere because he wanted things done in a certain way and like if you didn't do that you're probably going to get shouted at and this that and the other and i've worked for companies like that i quite i quite like I actually quite like that atmosphere, that intense, like, this is how it's done, perfectionist. Uh, I've always thrived in those types of businesses, mainly because I, I'm the sort of person that will just work hard and not end up getting bullied. But please don't hit me down. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they look for people like that. I remember going for a job once and it was doing, like, IT work in the city and they, they interviewed me and they're like, no, you're not going to, you won't survive. And they were honest enough. First, I needed the money, and I'm like, oh, I want this job. But they're like, no, you won't last. You, you're too nice. So they did something in their interview that were able to tell you're not going to be, you're not bulliable, or you're not going to be able to be 
withstand staplers being thrown at you because you've done something wrong. But some mm. people will for the money. They're like, okay, yeah, all right, I get it. You're in a high pressure environment. I understand you need something done. You could throw something at me. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about stuff being thrown or anything <laughs> like that, but I, I, I think what I'm saying is, is bullying can be real, but sometimes bully, you can perceive something as bullying, whereas really it might just be that someone's constantly on your case because you're just not doing the job in the way they need it to be done. Well, I get that at home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Rightly so. But she's like, she's like, stop shouting at me. And I'm not shouting at her. I'm just talking normally. She's like, stop shouting. And I'm not, my voice isn't, even my kids are like looking at her like, what the hell is that? So she, she obviously perceives my voice in any volume or tone as shouting. So that's her. She's obviously not cut out to be my wife. <laughs> but you should have interviewed her better. I in the should, first yeah. place. Should you should have, have said, I don't think you're the sort of wife that's going to cope with me throwing staplers at you. <laughs> in terms of your work, I can understand why that was said to you in an interview because I, I know the jobs I've done in the past that were quite intense atmospheres. You would not have been the type of person I would have met in those jobs. Cause, and I have never met anyone like you in those jobs because you wouldn't have lasted because you're... It is too nice. It's like you you need to have a character of like pushing back a bit. Like you need to almost be as aggressive as the management to like verbally at least. And I don't think you would have been like that. You're quite affable as a as a person in a work sort of environment. That's the, that's the way you strike me. And um, yeah, if you were in some of the sales jobs and stuff I've done where it's been quite intense atmospheres, I think you would have hated every single minute of it. Whereas I didn't necessarily like it, but I I found it easier to cope with. Um, I mean, I think there's I think a lot of stuff gets flung into the bullying category. I think there is a distinctive difference between bullying and people that are maybe tough or competitive environments. And I think they can be... To mm. me, bullying, there's something deliberately to try and undermine people or put people down in some sort of way rather than being because i i've had a few characters in my life that were sort of kind of mentors to me that i think were both very tough characters but i never felt bullied but one of them was um a conductor in a brass band when i was a kid i was in this brass band and this guy was like really we'd have rehearsals be the whole band there and then he'd like go right right Stephen, you play that bit and he kind of rip apart what you were doing but you come out of the, the rehearsal then feeling more confident. It was a weird thing. Mm. You'd feel, the only thing I can compare it to is probably like good football managers are like that. And then I had that with some guy at work as well who was a lawyer. He would just put you through the mill all day and you'd come out of it on a high. And he'd also managed to push you to, to do stuff you didn't know you were capable of. Well, that's the thing is if, if, if that person manages to push you to improve and do something more, then you come out of that thinking, like, this is one of the most influential people on my life now. This person's yeah. really got the best out of me. Whereas if you'd have crumbled at that stage, you'd come away from that thinking, he bullied me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, literally, it's, bullying is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, if that person pushes you through, they are the most, yeah, they're, they're the most... Uh, influential person on you if not they're influential for a negative reason right? maybe it's 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 the point you address it or you look at it at the story isn't it? it's always that it's like what they say that a, a, a tragedy or a, or a or a positive end to a story depends on where you end the story hmm. so if you ended the story at the 
brass guy throwing a like whiplash style, yeah. throwing a trombone at you or something, um, then that would be a tragic bullying story. But to come out of the end of it as, you know, I, either better or as a person better or... No, I think there are malign characters. I think there are bullies. I've worked for people that I think were bullies. But they weren't very good at what they did and they they tried to undermine people constantly because I think they were worried that people could outshine them. And I think there are some people that are negative in a way yeah. they're, they're not they're not tough or necessarily I think sometimes it often comes from weakness actually but I think there is a difference but unfortunately now I think people but, but some but but a lot of people are to go back to what I was saying yeah. a lot of people are calling people are trying to get the best out of yeah. you bullies if they don't react to that technique well so if someone's trying to like like the person that made you do your best ever if someone's trying to do that and then you fail they just call them bullies incorrectly so they're perceiving them as bullies because yep. they fail under that guidance under I, that instruction i would go further and say that i think some people deliberately use accusations of bullying to neutralize legitimate criticism or even somebody trying to get them to do their job properly and you could argue that accusing somebody of being a bully in itself can be bullying hmm. You know, like if I if I was your boss and I just try to get you to do something you should be doing anyway, and then you say, "Oh, Stephen's bullying me," so now I can't do my job properly. Hmm. Um, is that meta bullying? I don't know. <laughs> if it was done by Zimmerman, it would be. <laughs> That's a good argument. I'm bu- you're a bully. No, you're a bully because you said I was a bully in that way. <laughs> Have you ever bullied anyone, either of you? I, yes, I think I have. Probably my kids would say I've bullied them. But then that's the, from the greater picture of getting them to do something and hoping they'd come out the other side better. So they might say, you stop bullying me. But maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek. But as a kid, I bullied a kid at school because he got a, my mate expelled. That's proper bullying. School bullying is, yeah. forget this namby-pamby workplace bullying. If you want hardcore bullying, it's at school, isn't it? When yeah. someone is picking on you... To, uh, and you think there's no consequences in the world you can do what you like as a kid <laughs> yeah because you, you're not you you don't know the punishment side of things as well yeah so bullying can go to a different level yeah yeah like i told all my friends not to talk to this kid and i regret it now because i thought he got my friend expelled my friend got himself expelled for being a dick <laughs> <laughs> and doing like slapping a tea he slapped a teacher pretty much we got him expelled but i blamed this kid um and told all my friends not to talk to him and so this kid was ostracized and eventually he left um the school not the planet but um it could have been it could have pushed i could have pushed him you know you know off the edge if he was low i mean it's horrible but that's hardcore bullying i mean that's not hardcore but not rubbing his face in a pile of crap yeah i mean i'm not a bully as a person but i have individual occasionally bullied people like i remember being as a kid, and there was I'm not a murderer, but I have individually <laughs> yeah. murdered people. <laughs> One or two. Pretty sure that makes you a, a murderer. <laughs> no, I mean it's not. It's not something I'd ever do, but I have done it. But I would never do that. Kind of thing. I'm. I'm never. I remember being a kid when out playing in the street when you did that, and um, I had some sweets, and I remember there was this girl, and I said, "Oh, do you want a sweet?" And then she had the sweet, and I said. That was a stone that I gave you, <laughs> and you're going to die now. And um, she started crying, and then I went, oh, "I'm only joking." 
it was just a sweet. Do you want another one? He goes, yes. I goes, that that was a story. It <laughs> <laughs> just went on. You it was, moron. It was just iterations of it, and I think I did, I was enjoying the kind of power of it and that sort of. So I, I think that was brilliant. But I, I have to say, there was no actual stones used. And that's brilliant. It's genius though, because you were five stones in, she was coming asking for stones. <laughs> yeah. She would have surely guessed that why these stones taste like raspberry. I don't know. It's like that's genius that you can. It's like an Eddie Izzard thing that you know, Engelbert Hump. Yeah, he's dead. And Michael J. Fox. Yeah, he's he's dead. you're doing it to us now. You're like telling yeah. us that, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that we had a there was a guy at our school that had some genetic condition and he was I think it, it was going to kill him eventually but this was at primary school and uh, the, we were about eight and the, te the teacher just went to us yep Gary he's he's going to die soon he'd basically just it was just like really sort of I think it was brilliant but just really callous going yeah he's not long for this world <laughs> and then she went this is like a whole class of eight-year-olds um, nobody's to repeat this outside the classroom I mean it's like was he in the classroom no no he was a couple, <laughs> of, he was a couple of years above us but um, clearly, that that story was out there by that stage. And seemed to be well above you all, I guess, looking down on you. But yeah. that's crazy. A teacher would say that. Yeah, but this teacher was a bit erratic. I mean, I was, as I say, I was eight, and she used to send me down to the shops to get coffee during like <laughs> lesson time. <She'd... laughs> was like I literally was a teacher that I didn't learn anything constructive in the whole year apart from the price of coffee <laughs> yeah no apart from the arbitrary nature of power she just ran like she didn't punish people based on anything they'd done she just punished people sometimes for stuff they hadn't done and equally you could get off with stuff that you had done so it was like a good it was a good preparation for life I yeah that's brilliant actually yeah. this is how the world works yeah i think um, with teachers all you gotta do is find the thing that they like and then talk about that and you get away without doing the class i remember we used to have a math teacher uh, that was just he was obsessed with litter on the playground it was just like his thing he couldn't stand seeing litter on the playground and so if you were in the math class and it was just like a really hard subject to wear and you looked out the window and go sir there's litter out there he'd be <laughs> like right and we'd all have to go outside picking up litter and that was way better than doing like trigonometry <laughs> or whatever it was <laughs> it's just it, it was just obsessed so I, I think in that in that bush <laughs> you were like those people that, that you know the, the criminals on community community uh service whatever basically mm. weirdly i've not done that yet um so what community service, community service have yeah. you picked up litter from the street if you saw any, litter, any ever been caught once uh woolworths <laughs> woolworths mid 80s did they, <laughs> did, did they prosecute you because they always say we prosecute all no, you get, you, no it was actually, i think it was in the 90s actually i think it was, I, th I was between the ages of 16 and i, I, was, I was 17 i think i'll tell you why I know that specifically, actually. It's because, I don't know if this is still true, but I remember finding out as a kid uh, that if you're under 18, you can't, can't be criminally prosecuted the first time you get caught for something like shoplifting. But if you're over 16, uh, they can't inform your parents without your permission. Um, so there's some sort of little loophole. So if you're 17, you can get caught shoplifting and they, don't have, they can't tell your mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when I got caught, and I got a caution, and she never found out. And so that's your first offence. So basically, after. if you're 17, steal as much as you can until the first time you get caught. Wow. That's the window that's for, the, for shoplifting. Don't go to WH Smith's, though. It's not, <laughs> worth, not worth having. <laughs> <laughs>